Welcome to the Rise of She, the empowering podcast that celebrates the unstoppable force of women. I'm your host, Prita Bolaki, and together we will shatter the glass ceiling, rewrite the rules, and reveal the extraordinary power within each and every woman. Join me as we redefine heroism demanding the world to acknowledge that the word hero is just an O without her. Discover with me how women can unleash their internal potential, demand equitable pay that reflects their true worth, vanquish insecurities, conquer work-life balance, and embrace profoundly fulfilled lives. If you like my podcast, Feel free to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook for an empowering journey like no other. Find me at Prita Bolaki and let's ignite the fire within. Disclaimer. The primary purpose of this podcast is to provide education. Information provided in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, prevent, treat, or cure any disease. Information given in this podcast must not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to as a basic for expert witness testimony or establishing standard of care in a legal sense. Trigger warning. Some experiences shared in the podcast may be triggering to some audience members. User discretion is advised. Hi, Anne. How are you? Welcome to an inspiring episode of The Rise of She. I'm so happy to chat with you today. How's been your day? I went to the gym this morning, so got my energy. That's great. I just wanted to introduce Anne. Anne is a non-for-profit pioneer and volunteer for 14 years within Australia, the US and Canada. Anne served to establish a culture of heart based on the motto of living for the sake of others, which is a unique approach to peace building, reflecting the heart and soul of the Women Federation for World Peace International. Passionate about the advancement of women through developing leadership of the heart, and understands that leadership works when there is equal partnership between women and men. Both the feminine and masculine bring unquestionable complementary attributes, together creating a greater whole with better decision and outcome realizing for everyone. And dedicates a lot of time supporting mentoring women and being a sounding board of for community organization by advocating for the people they serve through the Global Women Peace Network and highlights leadership, family education and the environment. Her daily intention is gratitude, being key to happiness and success. When working or meeting people, I choose to see their goodness and potential and listen for their wisdom. Being surrounded by a community of women means I have have unlimited daily inspiration and loads of support. I'm forever grateful for my sisters, the inspiring women in World's Women Federation, World Peace Australia and the Pacific Island chapters. I have seen how we achieve so many more by joining together and exploring new ways to achieve our share dreams. It's super exciting. This is what Anne live for. Moreover, Anne share her life with a wonderful husband, Paul Maritson, multicultural 
granddaughter in law and her grandson. Welcome, Anne. Today, there is a special message that we would like you to give to the women out there. So my first question for you will be, what advice or message would you like to share specifically with the women? I think that the philosophy of living for the sake of others is really the way to overcome depression, anxiety, and for happiness. Truly, truly, by going beyond yourself and sharing yourself in giving to others creates a, a give and take action whereby the other person is able, it reciprocates, obviously has to reciprocate, and it gives you a lot of internal happiness and contentment. And you're able to shine that out and spread that around with other people. So that's the philosophy underlining the work of Women's Federation for World Peace. And I think that philosophy, if you bring it down to day-to-day -day work and activities, really is the spice of life. So I think as mothers, uh, anyone who's looked after children for a little while, nephews, nieces, whatever, you really feel that uh, the motherly heart and you, you give unconditionally to that child. So then if you spread that in societies to the people you meet, your partner, and that you discuss deeply with those people and your partner that they too are living that way of life. It just, the give and take and the sharing that you have is much deeper. So that works for me. And I know that if people apply that in their lives, I've seen it work. So it's not just in intimate relationships, even at work, if you do that with the heart of gratitude, not begrudging you have to do this work or it's a burden or whatever, or you're just doing it for the money. But in your relationships and your connections with people at work, you actually become the leader. You get sought after for leadership roles because your attitude and the way you serve and help people around you is very noticeable. Yeah, I think that's a lovely message. And when you say living for the sake of others, especially when you said give and take beyond. And obviously there's lots of people around us that think about obviously when they give, they have to receive as well. What would you advise to women who is in, in that uh, environment where there is give and take, but they are so depressed where they think that maybe they're giving more than receiving. So what advice would you give to these women? Because obviously when you are in that depression or you are in a toxic environment, you don't really see a lot of positive things around you. And I think that's the main reason why many of us go into depression or start thinking negatively and don't live for the sake of others because they think that why they should live for the sake of others. So what advice would you give to these women? Okay, if it's a toxic environment and it's really beyond repair, then I would say move on. However, sharing that philosophy and understanding it and understanding the principles of how it works and sharing that with the other person is the key. So education of the heart, basically. It's all about education of the heart and creating a different culture, a culture of heart. But if you're sitting back waiting for the other person to change, that's not going to work. So if the other person sees that you are doing things in a different way, you actually move the heart of that person and that person 
person then will start giving back to you that is really the key so if you get hurt by something you don't just sit there fold your arms get angry have a communication and share about it without judging the other person just with a heart of empathy and trying to understand and I know in the raw moment that's very difficult but you can't have that conversation when your emotions are high because then that's just emotion it's not coming from the heart it's not coming from an unconditional viewpoint so it's really important first of all not to let your emotions get high and listen to what the other person is saying because what the other person is saying may not come out right but they're actually sharing something about their inner world that they want to get so it's really important not to take it personally but just come back to them and say something like so you're trying to say and then give it back to them just say back the key points that they're trying to to get at you without emotion or taking in the blame and then you'll notice that that person kind of stops and says oh this person he or she is actually listening to me i'm being heard so then that brings down the raw emotion and connects more to the heart so that you can start having a sharing give and take deeper relationship so the key thing is not to feel blame not to receive the judgment but just listen from a different viewpoint and heart this person is trying to share something with me yes they're not communicating it in a rational way but what are they trying to say and then give it back and say are you saying something something so that you can bring the emotions down connect more with the heart and then hopefully you can start that give and take and forgive forgive yourself forgive the other person and then always I would say look at yourself what is it about you that has caused that other person to react in such a way so what am I portraying over and over again that is causing a reaction to that person and try and go back to the root of where they came from because a lot of the time we're actually living now with the past so some past thing where you've been hurt you're carrying that with you and then projecting that on the other person and they're not even aware yes that's the true thing about the past you know many of us we do react as per our past but the next question is how does someone get to know that I've been doing some coaching of myself because sometimes you tend to do things and blaming others and then you realize that oh it was due to your past because you couldn't trust for example in my case so how do we get over that how do we know that you have lots of experience with women and you can advise us on that so how do we know that we're reacting sometimes due to our past or obviously there's a long term of understanding the situation as well but what will be the quick advice you will give to these women so the key thing to understand is that we have blind spots so i don't really see my blind spot that i'm carrying with me so the grudges or the hurt and what it's resulted in not trusting other people not being open and vulnerable to other people we carry that because of our experience and it becomes a blind spot and we're not aware but the other person 
can see it and that's why they're reacting to you so you feel oh i haven't done anything where did this come from but actually it came from the fact that this person can see your blind spot and you can't so if you change your mindset to be listening to what they're saying so you can catch patterns so i'll give you an example that i shared during our way to happiness and peace building seminar i asked permission from my husband for this so um, yeah i noticed every time my husband got sick i distanced myself from him and during that time obviously when you're feeling really sick i mean not just a cold or a flu but you're having some major issues that's when you want a little bit of empathy and understanding but for me it just wasn't there i distanced myself emotionally i wanted to stay away from him which made him very lonely but i noticed that it happened not often because that means he's sick often but he actually had some gallbladder problems recently passing the gallstones which are really painful i noticed ah why do i sort of not want to be around him and just so distance from him when he's obviously in this pain without knowing it i was projecting my experience onto him and sort of justifying myself that i'm right this is what happened to me in the past so when i realized that that there was a beginning to this feeling and for me it was kind of feeling abandoned or feeling hurt when i went back to that i realized in my present moment with him i was actually living in the past so instead of being in the present with him i was projecting my past on him so i had to forgive him i had to forgive myself and create new possibilities Otherwise, I'd be dragging this past with me constantly throughout my life. And so I did that. I forgave him. We had a conversation. We talked about it. You've noticed that when you get sick, I'm sort of not there. And he said, yeah, I really noticed it. So I said, well, this is where it came from. And so now I'm creating new possibilities and it's okay because we love each other. So why are we dragging this around? So I created new possibilities of being in the now and realizing the past is the past the past is not here and the past is not in the future so why am i projecting and carrying that around with me it's just ridiculous i hurt myself i hurt the other person so wake up that was a good one i just wanted to tell our just i was there when Anne spoke about it and really made me thought about my relationship with my husband and i realized as well every time he has time for me I get upset and I don't want to go out or anything and then I was like why am I doing that and then I reflect on that after your speech and I realized that when I got married he was so busy with work and his PhD that he didn't have time for me and most of my time was with my friend and in-laws and so on and now when he have time it's like I want to make him pay for that and I realized that in a way I was trying to be busy and not being there and then we sat down and have a chat about it and it really helped me actually to realize that uh, because you don't really realize that because of the past it reflects on your present and talking about it and telling the women out there it really helps you to reflect and think about new possibilities which is great and thank you for that yeah and another thing you not just in um, the horizontal relationship but just imagine as a parent and you have children and you are not giving that person time 
again. You're actually multiplying and creating that hurt in this little person that they're going to project throughout their whole life because they're not mature emotionally or spiritually to understand what's going on. They just have this hurt that they project. So as an adult, if we aren't living for the sake of others and aware of the needs of that child and go beyond ourselves to be present with them and give them time, you're going to create a very unhappy person yeah. rather than a happy person who feels loved and trusted. And then if you're able to do that, that person has the very, very best foundation to launch themselves into the difficult path of education and career and adulthood. You know, as parents, caretakers, it's really important that we don't create the same errors that created in us. And I know very well to change that pattern that we grew up in is actually difficult. It's like swimming against the current because the current is what we got used to, how we were treated, and then we treat other people the same way. So if you're not aware of what's going on internally, then you project the same on others. And in little ones, that's how we get a dysfunctional society, dysfunctional family. So as the adult, as the parent, it's so important for that philosophy, living for the sake of us, in raising up and nurturing the next generation. That's such an important thing. It is indeed. Thank you, Anne, for telling us more how to live for others. Obviously, as you know, the podcast is more about a kick-ass buddy, which is an accountability buddy, where I believe for me, my mission is that everyone should have someone in their corner, which is very important in the society, in living and knowing ourselves as well, where someone will push us to overcome challenges and even celebrate our success. So who is your accountability buddy in your life? And why is it important for you to have him or her around? And how has he or she contributed to your success? Definitely for me, it's my husband. We're, we've become very deep soulmates. We married 40 years. So I think with your spouse, you're really able to be intimate and therefore being intimate emotionally, connecting in the heart is really important rather than just going about all the physical business and busyness of life in running a household, having a career, bringing in the money, raising up children. It can become very external and busy. So for us, we've tried often to share deeply. We're both very spiritual people. So we connect on that wavelength anyway. And we're very honest with each other and we try to have honest conversations with each other and acknowledge each other and raise each other up. Because like I said before, we can't see our blind spots, but the other person can, especially those who are close to us uh, can see those. So if we're aware of that, when they say something, then it doesn't become a rejection or a hurt. It is, oh, this person's trying to make me into a better person because they can see. See, it's also your worldview. So are you justifying yourself? Why are you always justifying yourself? Why do you always have to be right? What are you getting back at that person? What in the past caused you to have to be right or do something to the other person just to prove that you were right kind of thing, right? So it's once again, looking at the root cause, being aware, where does this come from? And going through the 
the process of realizing it. It's in the past. It's an event that happened and you created a story about that event that became often quite different than the event and you dragged that story around. So for instance, I use the example of somebody says no to you. Well, no is no. It's not, I don't like you, right? So the event is no. The story you create is he doesn't like me. And then you drag that around. He doesn't like me. And you project that and make that other person suffer because of, you know, whatever you do to them to prove that you're right. <laughs> he doesn't like me. So it becomes a, a vicious circle. So go back to where the root beginning is. Look at the event. Realize what's the story that you created about this event. Leave it in the past. Forgive the other person for saying no. Forgive yourself for feeling he doesn't like me and create something new. Okay, we're in the present now. Let's be in the moment, in the present and build something beautiful together. That's so beautiful. Obviously, there is not a lot of women that would say that the husband is their accountability buddy, but I'm happy to hear about Dr. John being your accountability buddy and helping you and working out together in achieving success. That's really sad, actually, because the husband-wife relationship is the most intimate relationship and has the greatest opportunity to connect deeply in heart and spirit. So yeah, I'd say if that isn't the case, go back and find out why. So you're carrying hurt and that builds into resentment and then you blame and then you separate. Yeah, I'd just say go back to what happened. Look at the event. Look at the story you created about the event. Forgive that. Forgive yourself. Realize the past is the past. Leave it there. And now create something new. And then magically, you'll see, you start this give and take relationship with the attitude of living for the sake of others. You'll see magic happens. You mentioned about give and take. Obviously, lots of people, when we talk about give and take, it's more about taking than giving. That or she or he didn't do it. So I think that's what you clearly mentioned is about that give and take. When we talk about give and take, it's not just about I'm giving that so I'm waiting to receive. No, just giving and obviously if we talk about the universe you will get what you need and I think that's what will lack of understanding when for example we're having a conversation even with a friend or with the husband or wife so we like you mentioned we want to be right and we start with that conversation already preparing our answers right right, right? I'm right <laughs> yeah. I can blame you for this because I'm right yes actually I think we should say that having a conversation is having a discussion is not about who's being right or wrong it's about really understanding why both of the person is reacting in such a way in that particular situation and I've been working on that and when I talk to many women around me and most of them when they talk about someone or even in their relationship they already have that mind that I'm sharing it with you because as my mom always said there is no right or wrong it's just the way you seeing things and I think that's very deep in whenever we gonna have a conversation I think that's very important that we start the conversation of understanding and listening to each other and not thinking that I should finish that conversation being right and telling her or him that okay that's what I want to get out of that conversation have any advice you can give around that I think the most important thing when I was talking about having developing a cognitive
culture of heart. So Women's Federation, our motto is creating a culture of heart. So we're trying to share this philosophy, especially in relationships in the family is really strong for us, is that when you're with a child, your heart is different. You know intrinsically that that child won't survive without you. So your heart is naturally, especially women, your heart is naturally more unconditional. You don't expect something back, right? And then you train the child and they give you beauty anyway. You give love, they give you beauty. They're cute, they're sweet. They might do something for you, try and make you happy. And it gives gives you joy, right? So you give the child love, they give you joy and beauty. And then they grow up and they go to a different level. So what I'm saying is when we are in relationships with adults, obviously we're not going to treat them as children, but why does your heart change? Why is it that you are not unconditional in your relationship? Why is it that you expect, so you sit back and you expect something back? So if you look at what we call universal values, which are found in all the faiths, all the faiths talk about making an offering, not expecting something back. So if you do something expecting something back, you're not actually making an offering. You're not connecting with the heart. So the heart of love, or if we want to call the motherly heart or the fatherly heart, doesn't mean with our spouse, we're in the position of mother or father. Sometimes we are, but most of the time we're not. It's a conjugal relationship. But why does that heart have to change? Why can't that be an unconditional thing? So you serve the other person. And then if you're serving with that heart, the person catches that heart because we are all people of heart. So in a relationship, people catch that. And if you're doing something, expecting something back, people pick that up as well. So it's your mindset and connecting with that heart of unconditional giving. And then by doing that, you'll see that person catches it and it will come back. In that giving and receiving relationship, definitely giving comes first. That's a good example. Thank you, Anne. As you know that um, I help operate women to negotiate on their salaries, to secure promotion, or even to unlock their earning potential. The main reason is because I went through it and I want to share it with the women out there. What will be a practical advice or insight that you would like to offer the working women that is looking to advance in their career or be financially independent? Obviously, as you know, sometimes most of the women out there in becoming mom, they have an employment gap and it's difficult to go back or even in terms of their mindset. What advice would you give to these women? I don't know that my journey is a choice that most people would take, to be honest. But I think education is the key. And if you did stay home a little while with your children and you want to get back in the game, so to speak, I would say get some education, do a little training and uh, go to the gym. Your energy's back and go for it. But actually my journey, I have four boys. And so I went to uni beforehand and then I didn't work for many, many years. So for about 10 years, I was having children and breastfeeding, raising them. And that was a choice for me. And I know these days financially it's quite difficult. A lot of pressure on women putting their children in daycare, etc. But that was a choice for me because I wanted 
wanted to give my children a good start. But that doesn't mean that sending them to daycare also isn't good. I would say as long as you give them your time, not just moving them from one place to the other and you're busy all the time to spend time with them. And actually, when my youngest son was little, I went back to uni and I chose a career of teaching basically because it's a great career for parents. But I love my subjects. I'm a math science teacher. I love my science passionately. And so I wanted to share sustainable development and um, just give the wonder and the amazement of the order and the laws in creation. Just share that with others. So I chose that path and then I did really, really well. I got quite a few scholarships along my journey. So obviously I was a mature student when I went back and it was incredible because I knew myself more, I was more aware of myself and I just really enjoyed getting my teeth into that knowledge and learning. I just love learning everywhere. So then I was offered to apply for a PhD scholarship. So that tells you in my graduation how high my score was that the university actually offered through the science body that in Australia is CSIRO, but I did my education in Canada. My husband's Canadian, so my children were all born in North America. So the equivalent in Canada offered, asked me, wrote a letter that I would apply to a PhD scholarship. So for me, I had to make a choice and I actually chose motherhood and I chose my career as a teacher rather than spending five or so more years in the research. Uh, science research and not being available for my children. So, yeah, that was my path. I think it's a great example, Anne, of your life being a mom, being a teacher, and also living for the sake of others because from what I've learned, you have four sons. So, obviously, it has taken a lot of your time <laughs> during their childhood. And oh, at the same time, you have done what you're passionate about, teaching. Yeah. And I think that's a great experience and a great example because you you not only do your duties as a mom, as a teacher, as a wife, but you had time also to think about others, to get involved in Women Federation World Peace, which show a lot about you can be a mom, you can be a wife, and you can also be there for the community, which is a very great example of you being a great woman out there. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. The last question I would ask you is what will be the one piece of wisdom that you will give to women? and navigating through their personal or even the professional challenges and obstacles? I'd say it's not just about you. That's it in a nutshell. Not just about what you get. It's you in a relationship out there in the community, in society, in the family. Life is about relationship. I think that's very deep. I know it myself. When you give to others, when you think about others, that happiness that you get, it makes you more uh, happy and want to give more in your family around yourself you're living for others and you've been there 40 years giving to the community and that's amazing we have so much to learn from you thank oh, you so much for your time thank you Peter. and if you want to be in touch or connect with Anne and know more about women's federation world peace they can find you on linking right Anne? yes so you can go to the women's federation for world peace australia linkedin page or just look me up and balafons thank you so much Anne. Thank you, everyone.
everyone and we'll look forward for the next episode. If you have been inspired by today's episode, make sure to subscribe and follow The Rise of She to stay connected and never miss a moment of empowerment. Join me on Instagram and Facebook where we'll continue to fuel the flames of progress and self-improvement together. Find me at Prita Velaki. Remember, we are unstoppable forces bound to inspire and empower one another. Until next time, Prita says adios ladies. Stay tuned for our next empowering encounter.